Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. We're so grateful that you're listening and joining us as we continue to explore awareness, so much to learn and enjoy. I'll put it that way. I'm Lisa Berry here with Frank Anderson. Are you ready to explore some more awareness, Frank? Well, I explore awareness 24-7. Yeah, that's true. We had an episode called Exploring Awareness 24-7. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you'd like it if I say lesson, but for me, I'm aware how much more aware I am right now and once you get it and you feel it and you can apply it to your life it's it helps you connect that joy that we talk about that's always there yes uh you're talking about being aware of being aware (laughs) awareness of awareness and actually there's a book called being aware of being aware by Rupert Spira and oh yes I love him yes yes he's always tweeting Yes. And uh, when you read the material, very interesting, very intense. And and a lot of the things that we're talking about as well on the podcast and uh, so many people talking about awareness and awareness of awareness and this idea that there's an opportunity for us to have to look at ourselves, you know, in a different way and not be caught up in all the chaos and commotion and habits that we've been taught. And I love the fact that more people are opening up to this and I'm glad we can participate in that conversation too, in the way that we do, you know, and everyone has their own ways of talking about this. And you and I have come up with a way to talk about this and we've spent, you know, 47 episodes talking about it already. And we have more to talk about. It suddenly seems much more clear to me when a situation and you don't want to be in that situation then you just stop and be aware and then just breathe and be aware that i'm breathing and then it kind of goes away and it seems so simple has it always been this simple why has it been such a complicated (laughs) journey for me to get to this point where it seems so simple it is it's 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 amazingly simple it's Mm. just like a half a step to the side and things look differently from the from an awareness perspective versus being in them thinking there's no way out right you know and so that's why i like to um, use the term transform with awareness and and you know we were reading today other lots of people use that word but it's transforming or you know whatever's happening when you're aware of it, then it changes it into presence. And that's that, tra- that, that transformative ability of awareness to, to turn it into presence. And so even as you're watching something that seems very chaotic, you can stand there in the present moment and be aware and transform that reminds me of um, an example I gave earlier when doctors are doing emergencies or perhaps, you know, resuscitating someone. There's chaos going all around, but there's always that one doctor that knows exactly what's going on, that's aware of the medicines and at the stages of the resuscitation. And that person is holding that awareness space 
and being very effective, right, in uh, providing the treatments that are necessary, that what needs to be done in the present moment is being done by that person who's overseeing, being aware or witnessing this situation in a stable way, and they can respond and not react to what is a very, you know, emergent critical situation. I was fortunate enough to do an interview recently for the radio station where I work. And I've, every once a month, I get to do the art of well-being. And I interviewed a psychologist from the University of Michigan, and he talked about time traveling, which really has stuck with me. And by that, he meant don't time travel. Don't worry about the past. Don't look at the past and don't worry about the future. That's the time traveling he was referring to. Like if like Ram Dass says, be here now and being in the present moment. And you talk about present moment awareness all the time. And I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit for this edition of the Exploring Awareness podcast about not time traveling, about not worrying about the past or worrying about the future. I love that. I love that term, time travel. Yeah. Really, you got to give credit to Dr. Tony King for that. Yeah. It's a, that's a, really an active thing, right? And, yes. And traveling into the past and traveling into the future. And it's something that we all do all the time. I know exactly what he's talking about. And I'm sure a lot of us can resonate with that as well. And we might hear then um, this thing, well, don't, don't, tra- don't time travel. And right. that's a hard thing to say. So it's like, well, don't time travel. It's like, okay, well, how do you not time travel? And that's where I think we can take some of our exploring awareness perspectives onto this because being aware that you're time traveling will transform time travel into presence. Now, how does that sound? Mm. So your, your monkey mind starts going and you're worrying about the future and then you got to stop and go, wait, no, don't do that. Just like be here now. Is that what you mean? That's right. So when we're, using mindfulness techniques to activate our awareness selves, Mm. um, we do become aware of thoughts and emotions as they come up. And so we can watch our minds. We can be aware of thoughts that put us in past situations. And really you're mind and body think you're there because right. sometimes your emotions are the same as they were, you know, 10 years ago when you went through this experience or thinking about the future and like, Oh my gosh, this could happen. That could happen. And so your mind goes to those places and creates scenarios. And, you know, for a lot of us, the, those scenarios that we create for the future never happen, right? You you don't know what's going to happen in the future. So then you hear be in the present moment. And so that's true. We can use the exploring awareness techniques to be in the present moment, but then someone's going to say, well, how are you ever going to plan for the future? Ah. Right. And so there's a difference between planning for the future and, and living in the future. Does that resonate? Oh, 
That's a great point. First, I wanted to go back to you said activate your awareness mind. I love that because it's like instead of worrying and you want you want to have some sort of activity, but so yeah, if you want to have something to do instead of projecting and worrying about the future, activate your awareness mind. And I will tell you, I have it saved me so much stress and energy by catching myself thinking about the future or projecting into the future and worrying about the future and going, wait, 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 you have no idea if that's going to happen. You have, you know, if you are just here now, if you are aware that you're doing that, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. And so that's, that's one thing I want to do to rest that now planning for the future and worrying about the future. Yeah. I'm curious. What is the difference? Well, I do want to go back to what you were just saying about yeah, so activating the awareness mind. Now remember that you know awareness is always there. So there's not like a separate awareness mind, you know, and an active thought mind. But when we've been practicing the mindfulness and practicing the awareness uh, perspective, right? Then when you're faced with those thoughts and future thoughts, yes. You become aware of it. And as soon as you become aware of it, then you're back in the present moment, right? And so that's where it comes then like, well, if you're only in the present moment, how are you ever going to have a future? Does that does that question come up in your mind? Well, yeah, because you want to be in the present moment and you want to have awareness of the present moment. But yeah, so I'm, I'm a planner. So how do you forward or what do you think about while staying in the present moment? Is that, am I making it too complicated? Yeah, no, well, no, no, because I think it's a real important um, question. It's like, cause if you're only in the present moment, how are you going to plan for the future? And so, right. right. And there's two things that happen, you know, there's ways that I can be living in the future, right. And wondering what's going to happen but there's also the present moment where I am taking what my thoughts are, being aware of them, and, and in the present moment, planning for what will happen. And it's in the present moment. It's not in the future, you know? So it's setting things up in the present moment that will unfold in the future. So there's a difference between living in the future versus living in the present moment you know, setting things up for the future. So just when I think I have it figured out, <laughs> you're going to, I mean, it, it sounds useful, but I think I need to hear a little bit more. How does that work? You're in the present moment, but you're thinking about the future, but you're not worrying about the future, planning for the future, but you're in the present moment. So well, we go back to time travel and um, what would time travel look like in the future? As come up with all kinds of stories about the future right and all kinds of stories could be brought up and a lot of the way we think about the future is informed by how we've been living in the past and so if we're future thinking using <laughs> past experiences then we also limit ourselves so if someone has a past history, kind of like Murphy's Law, you know what I mean? People kind of expect bad things to happen. Right, yeah, right. 
And so if you're if you're used to expecting bad things to happen, then probably your future thinking is going to include bad things that are going to happen. Mm. And then, you know, if your past history includes good things, then good things are going to happen. Or your, your future might look like good things are going to happen. But, you know, realistically, we don't know what's, what's going to happen in the future. So that's kind of like living in the, in the future and having an emotional reaction to the future. But perhaps someone else, and I've had people say this, I'd be afraid to do that. You know, I would be afraid to, to change, you know, what's happening in my life. And, you know, maybe that's because of past experiences um, with, with moves or um, with making big decisions. So what I'm trying to get, get around here is that our lives are moving forward, uh, opening up to opportunities, but still those are present moment experiences and they're not living in the future. Yet planning for the future in the present moment is an important thing to do. Planning for the future in the present moment. Can you give us examples of that or an example of that? Well, can you think of an example? Well, you know, then it gets, this is getting very complicated because I know a lot of people who do visioning and they, that's planning for the future in the present moment. Yeah, that is actually. Yep. Right. And, and I know a lot of people who are really into it and they think you can't move forward and envision it or have a vision board. Vision boards are very popular. And, and so I think that's a good example of it. You're not getting lost in worry. You're just, you're planning in a positive way. Is that a way to look at it? I think so. You're, you're planning in a realistic way. Yeah. Right. You're planning in a realistic way. Or even in, in, a, in a, you know, in a, in an ideal way. I think that, yeah, visioning things in the future, in the present moment, is uh, is not living in the future. I think uh, living in the future is anticipating things that happen that give you stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm always I'm big on you get what you're looking for. You know, mm-hmm. if you're looking for something to be wrong, you're going to find what's wrong. And if you're looking for what's right, then you're going to find what's right. So, again, that's thinking ahead to the future in the present. I mean, this is pretty complicated, wouldn't you say, what we're trying to talk about here? It's complicated to talk about. I, yeah. I agree. But I think it's worth bringing up. Sure. We go back to what Tony was talking about and time traveling. We can also think of examples when we've time traveled right and that has given us a lot of stress can you think of an example well i was just talking to a friend and she was saying i have a lot of anxiety and i worry about the future and i didn't i didn't want to lecture her i didn't want to say that like that exactly not to you know not supposed to do so maybe worry is the key word here maybe worrying about the future versus planning for the future or envisioning the future. If you're thinking positively about the future and anticipating and hoping and dreaming, that's one way. But if you're worrying and thinking worst case scenario, then that's not such a great way to do it. Well, I do remember during the election time that some politicians would really talk about the future. They lived in the future and like this bad thing is going to happen if you do if you vote this way and that instills fear in people and those things didn't happen and uh, you know and they say well they could happen it's like 
what kind of life is that to be looking for the worst thing to happen in the future and that may or may not happen? I and mean, that was definitely a sense of time travel. And it made me anxious and suffer just to hear people so convinced that the future is going to be like this if you vote like this. You know, and it doesn't matter which way you vote. It's just that still time travel living in the future and feeling the anxiety of what people are predicting are going to happen in the future. Can you bring awareness to that? Can you bring awareness of kind of the gloom and doom that some people like to hang over your head? Oh, absolutely. You bring awareness to your reaction to it. And so you see your reaction and you have complete control over over that so you aha it goes back to that again it does it's a reaction or a response right and a reaction i think means you buy into it and you go down that rabbit hole and you all of a sudden now have a future world that looks horrible mm. or responding is being in the present moment and not traveling into some unknown predicted future that you don't know if it's going to happen or not. So you can be aware of your reaction or your response. So don't get caught up in it. People may try to drag you down that road, but if you're aware of your response or your reaction or in this present moment to what people are trying to tell you or where they're trying to lead you, then that can lead to more peace or just being aware. Can you say it's something you're choosing? Are you choosing how you respond or react? You know, I think the choice comes when you have been practicing meditation ah. and exploring awareness. And then when these things present themselves, then you are equipped with your mm. inner resources to know that these things are happening. And you see them happen, and then you can react instead of respond. But I do think there's a certain amount of a perspective that can be cultivated through the practices that we're talking about. So when these situations arise, there's a response instead of a reaction. So again, that top down versus bottom up. So I can't say to you, you know, don't react when someone tells you something that they know is true and want you to believe it, you know, as a way to manipulate you. You can't just say, don't do that, right? Because it doesn't, it does, it's, people are already kind of wired in this way. So what we're talking about with our transforming the chaos, transforming future thoughts into presence Right, I think we need to be equipped, activated, uh, knowing our inner resources so that there is that approach that you can take when you're challenged in these particular ways. Does that make sense? So you would you say meditation is an inner resource? I think that meditation is a technique to access your inner resource. And it's one technique. It's not the right. only technique. Right. And I would I would suggest, and we we this is a secular conversation, but prayer can be a secular experience. And I would also consider that as a, a way to an inner resource as well. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's right. I think when people you're in that context where prayer is has the same kind of ability to connect you to something deeper uh, as meditation. Now, you know, some, this is not prayer, like, please send me you right. know, peace, but it's right. like the, the type of prayer that connects you to, let's say God. I mean, I think I mentioned to you before when I learned to meditate at that uh, backpackers retreat in Thailand, I totally understood more what presence of God meant because it's just it's presence and peace and calm you know that's 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 the same thing different words right so people do that or people like to practice yoga and they're just embodied and still and just right present with their body i think that's another way that people access their inner resources but maybe Mm. you know painting or even when I was in medical school, studying brought mm. me to a very deep place of focus and concentration and- that allowed that part of me to, to study. You know, it was, uh, it's subtle and it requires that we are aware that this awareness is a possibility. The mom in me is thinking of, rocking a baby, you know, just holding a baby and just in your arms and just rocking and the baby sleeping and you're just in that moment. And yeah, it can connect you to an inner calm, at least for that moment, the baby's not crying and you're just enjoying each other's energy. And I, that that's another, just, I don't know why that rocked a baby in a while, (laughs) but that just, you know, you're, and and back then you actually didn't know that you you, you were experiencing a present moment, right? You know, yes, a present moment. But you did you may not have been aware that you were doing that, right? So it's a natural state for us. And now we're talking about being aware of being aware. We're consciously being aware of what's happening in the present moment. So that beautiful part of you being present with your baby. Mm-hmm. which is rich and beautiful. And there's, there's actually another layer that could come with that, you know, if with the awareness of the awareness. And this is something that I've learned from these conversations that I hope people listening can hear me say, and maybe experience as well as that. And it's going to be one of those things when you become aware that you're aware those, I always used to call myself a moment saverer. And I think being aware is kind of the same thing. You're stopping and you're being aware and it's like savoring the moment. Am I, does that work in your awareness world? It, it, It absolutely does. And we are kind of talking today about being aware of, of time traveling, but we also did an episode a while back called, exploring awareness 24 Mm 7 and so actually turning every everything that happens during our day into an awareness a moment and so it doesn't have to be as dramatic as feeding a baby but it could be washing the dishes right it could be taking a walk it could be writing it could be anything that Mm -hmm. you're doing with an extra layer an extra perspective of awareness and that turns into another form of practice and it isn't meditation now i would say it's nice to have meditation as your pilot project 
as your 30 minutes of setting your day, you become familiar with that awareness place. And then when you move out into the world, then all of these things become very different because you're aware of them in the present moment. And it's, it is that. And even, even the tra time traveling, you come to that equipped to be aware that you're time traveling and it transforms those thoughts back into presence. It just makes sense that what you're putting and thinking about, what you're focusing on, what you're aware of before you go to sleep has some impact on you somewhere. Well, when I go to sleep and I have thoughts, I use that as kind of a meditation, you know, so I become aware of those thoughts and rest as awareness. All right. You need to talk a little bit more about that. So Dr. Frank Anderson's laying his head on his pillow and from at, at the end of his very, very, very busy day, you have a lot going on. So when you go to go to sleep, what do you become aware of or how does that work for you? Yes, well, <laughs> you like go to sleep pretty quickly. Do you? But, but, but you know, if there are thoughts there, then I kind of meditate before I go to sleep. And so meditation, being aware of the thoughts and aware of the emotions. And, and I like that term rest as awareness. And once I start resting as awareness, you know, sleep pretty quickly after that. I think this is a tool a lot of us could use. I am not, it is not easy for me to go to sleep. And if I get awakened in the middle of the night, forget about it. I have friends and we'll be emailing each other like, it's 3 a.m. Are you awake? Yeah, I'm awake. And I know we should not be picking up our phone and emailing each other, but it's your <laughs> mind is, is going. So please, can you tell us a little bit more about that? I think that is really useful information. Oh, I love that. Your mind is going. And that's, you know, you've heard people say they can't meditate because their minds are going as well. Right. So you get to watch your mind going and you try it and you become aware of your mind going. And the part of you that's aware isn't going anywhere. The part of you aware is just stable and solid. And you can watch those thoughts come and go. I would recommend go to your breath and be mindful of the breath and maybe ground there. Hmm. So, right. So you'll, so you can't sleep and you got a lot of thoughts. Well, concentrate on the breath and feel the air going in and out of your body. And uh, if thoughts come, just go back to that because that's the, the anchor of awareness. That's the doorway. You become aware that you're breathing and you can get into detail. You're breathing in, you're breathing out, you're breathing in, you're breathing out. And you have this moment of awareness where all of those other thoughts are not even not even there. You're just with your breath because that is really present moment, right? Breath. Mm. Well, it beats <laughs> counting sheep, that's for sure. And <laughs> I well, like how you say sheep is also a kind of an awareness thing, right? Is it? it? Yeah, oh, it man. is. It's counting your breaths is also can be a, a, a meditation practice. But yeah, so in sleep to rest as awareness of whatever's happening in the present moment, you can use that tool. I'd like to try it. Let's get a report next week. Well, first of all, I like that you said anchor of awareness. And do you, here's my question for you. Do you think if you are a regular meditator that that helps you sleep better? 
Well, you, know, you know me, I'm looking for my payoffs and my benefits. I can't benefit. answer that. I can't no? answer that. We'd have to survey a bunch of meditators and see if they sleep better because I don't. Yeah. Okay. Let me just say you, how you were just talking and how you were just describing the process. I think I personally, and I hope people listening find that really helpful. That that's insightful. That's helpful to know that if you wake up and your mind starts racing, just be aware of that. And be aware of your breath and that would will hopefully help you get this can you be aware that i want to go back to sleep <laughs> yes yeah you can be aware of that too that that but let's say that you know it's important to have i think it's important to have practice some meditation before you do this right and in, in the middle of the night part of this awareness practice being aware of your thoughts you know, being aware of your thoughts and then resting as awareness. So it's mm. identifying with the peaceful part of your body. So it's, it's, it is awareness of thoughts and then it is identification as awareness or identification as peace, right? So that takes some practice and the middle of the night might not be the best time to do that. So having become familiar with that place and then knowing that it's there and returning to that in the middle of the night that's different than just being aware of your thoughts and watching them race so awareness of thoughts and then resting as awareness so there's a little extra step to that i like that awareness thoughts then resting as awareness yes so that should be the the could be kind of an intention. I know when I wake up a lot in the middle of the night, sometimes I will turn to a guided meditation and it really helps me get back to sleep. Is that something that you could lead us in a guided meditation that would help that we could possibly listen to in the middle of the night if we're trying to get back to sleep or any time really? Yeah, that's a great idea. would love to do that. Oh, good. I think that's a nice way to tie this all together. Uh, we've been talking about time travel and thoughts of the past and thoughts of the future. And is that something that wakes you up at night? Is that some of the Absolutely. thoughts that consume you? Yeah. Yes. So this meditation will be helpful when our thoughts are racing in the past and it, in the future and we're going to focus now on that when it happens at night and you're having trouble sleeping or you've woken up and your mind is racing And know that you now know that you're doing this. So you were lost in your thoughts. And now as we start this meditation, you've already become aware of it. You've decided to listen to this guided meditation 
because you know that your thoughts are racing. And so just take a deep breath and give yourself some credit for now being aware of your thoughts instead of being lost in thoughts. And so feel into what it means to be aware and feel how awareness is still and quiet and it's there. And take that awareness now to your breath. And breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And no matter what thoughts might be occurring, just go back to the breath and feel how that air fills your lungs and it's giving you life in this present moment. You know, and this is a compassionate act. Giving yourself a break from the thoughts and the time travel that is keeping you awake. is very generous and very compassionate. To be accessing now in the, your inner resource, your inner strength, your inner wisdom. your wisdom that knows that the present moment right here, right now in your bed is a safe, quiet, still place. And that the past is gone. The future is yet to come. And just see if you can rest as awareness. And use that awareness to be aware of your toes and just wiggle your toes and feel your feet and the heels on the mattress, and the backs of your legs, 
touching the mattress, sheets, blankets over your legs, perhaps. And feel that as your as part of your present moment experience. And then moving up your body, your upper legs, your hips, your abdomen. Stop there. Take a deep breath. Feel your belly get larger and smaller. in your chest. And just enjoy the peaceful breath. It requires some focus and attention. And you might lose that and the thoughts come back. And that's okay. Maybe it happens for a few minutes, then you become aware of it again. You become aware that you were lost in thought and say, huh, I was lost in thought, but now I'm aware. And just breathe in again with awareness. Feel your back on the mattress, your shoulders. Feel your hands and your forearms and upper arms. And then feel that your head on your pillow. moving around your ears and your head and then your face. And there's all these muscles in your face. They might be all tense and quivery because of your worries thoughts and anxieties, but see if you can let your facial muscles relax. Maybe you didn't know that they were all tense and with awareness now they can relax to their natural state. You know, and your shoulders can relax and your back and your legs and just let everything sink into the mattress now. As awareness of your body allows it to return to its natural relaxed state. And so you're resting now 
and you'll just acknowledge that your brain likes to run scripts and run stories and run time travel. And just like your breath goes in and out, your brain wants to protect you and take care of you. And it thinks that running all these scenarios will help. But just like the breath, we can just bring them all to awareness. And they'll pop up. You'll be aware of them. And with awareness, they'll just dissolve back down. And if they just persist all the more, go back to your breath. Practice awareness of the breath. Go back to your body and let it relax again. Let the thoughts just go by like cars on a long train. And in the present moment, just rest as awareness. Go back to the breath. Enjoy the sense of presence, of being. of a natural, peaceful state. That is pure and authentic. It's who you are. It's who you always have been. And so establishing, becoming familiar, the, this place. And then whatever comes up can be just transformed into presence. And just remember your breath is always there. 
can always just go back to being aware of the breath and rest as awareness. And if you're still awake, just be aware of your questions, aware that you're awake without judgment. Without evaluating. Return to your breath, feel your body. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. <laughs> so we'll stop there, Lisa. Are you awake? Oh my gosh, that was so wonderful. Thank you so much. And if people are sleeping, I don't want to wake them right up. <laughs> yeah, that was what I use, I know I like my useful tools. That was just amazing. Thank you so much for that. I really, really, really appreciate it. Well, I hope that's helpful. And uh, I think it fit right in with our time traveling and, and uh, that was wonderful opportunity. So. And it was an example of being aware and how, if you're just aware I mean, I'm lowering my shoulders just, just talking about it right now. If you're aware and you're focusing on your breath and you said to me all the things, all the right things that usually come up when I'm trying to sleep. So, yeah, thank you so much for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Well, Lisa, I hope you have a great week. I hope you get lots of restful nights of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for that. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.